Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. So, uh, I feel like we're living in a studio, <laughs> and it's not a studio apartment. Our radio studio here, we were here for six hours last night. And um, I'm Tom Wildman, by the way. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues here on AFR. Ed, Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred. Welcome back, Tim. Fred Jackson, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I went home. We well, we left here at 11 o'clock our time? Yeah. Central time? Central. Yeah, I don't think I got into bed till midnight. So uh, I didn't do it like one. Till one? Yeah, I was watching uh, watching the, the news returns to see if there's anything else we could learn. And, and all kinds of things changed, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like days of our lives, man. It just, yeah. you can watch. It was like dragging on and on and on. Uh, so dragging on and on and on without any kind of uh, answers yeah, right. for, for about four or five big races. Uh, yeah. No, I woke up four o'clock and still nothing. I, I was glad that we called it off last night at 11 because it, we could have waited till four and nothing would have changed. <laughs> nothing That's what you're saying changed. here. Huh? Yes. Uh, we were doing the, so, uh, if uh, people want to join us on the internet, here's our website. If you want to watch the show, uh, check out our live video streaming service, streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net. Check it out. Take you a couple minutes to sign up, and then you have free access to a lot of stuff that we do here at AFA and AFR. Uh, and you can watch this show and other shows. You know where you can't see us anymore? Where? YouTube. We're, we are finally and irrevocably banned from YouTube. We stri- we strike three? Strike three. Or do YouTube? What did we, We're done. What did we do this time? Or do we even know? I, I'll tell you what we did. I know exactly what we did. We violated their community standards. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that you nailed it down. Yes. <laughs> you know I what? Narrowed, you, know, it down. you know what, though? Last time we got banned, it was something Walker said a year ago. Yes. Yes. And. Has Walker been on our show recently? I don't think so. Well, he so. was on last night, but we weren't on YouTube. We weren't on YouTube. So night. you're going to go with the uh, blame Walker angle. Well, are, are we, we three try to be politically correct. <laughs> we, sometimes we fail, but sometimes, you know, we try not to offend right. uh, the YouTube company. But somehow we, we managed to do it. We managed to do it. And so in in in, in, a, in a moment of contrition, <laughs> I just want to say to anyone who's watching on YouTube, right. ivermectin, ivermectin, ivermectin. <laughs> Hydroxychloroquine. I take it every day. That's YouTube. right. I take it every day. And you know what? I haven't had COVID in two years. That's right. And if I do get it, I'm taking ivermectin. Right. right like that, YouTube. That's right. All right, you can watch us on Facebook, too. Uh, friendly Facebook has not banned us for anything for a long time. Facebook? I, I, I know some people have problems with it. Right. And, and ministry-wide, they have shadow banned us and done, done all those things that they normally do. But this show right here, they've right. let us kind of skate. Right. We've actually been able to say what we believe and what we think right. without repercussions. Right. That sounds like America. It's... <laughs> or what America used to be. Okay, here's the uh, Fred. Uh, some of the dust has settled. Yes, 
um, but go ahead and tell us what the, what we're looking at. Well, let's let's start on the East Coast. Um, I think when we uh, left last night, eleven o'clock, Pennsylvania hadn't been decided, but it has been decided. John Fetterman, uh, John Hoodie Fetterman, yes, uh, has been elected. He will represent the state of Pennsylvania in the United States Senate. Has uh, uh, Doctor Oz conceded? Yes. Yes, he did. Okay, he did. Yes. Okay, he did. He did. Um, a lot of people surprised by that, but it's part of the chemistry, and we'll get into of what happened last night. Let's go down to Georgia. Georgia, it looks like it's headed for a runoff probably December 6th. Because because neither candidate got 50? They're still under 50. Now, they're very close, Herschel Walker and and his Democrat opponent. They're very close. You had a libertarian there, right, that took off uh, 1%? Well, it was was a couple percent, couple percentage points last night. Uh, I'll... I'll okay, but, but enough see, to but... affect the the race and keep Warnock or, or Herschel Walker from getting the 50%. Yes, yes. that's where we are uh, in Georgia this morning. Now, we are still waiting. By the uh, way, 2.1%, the libertarian candidate. Okay. So that yep. that's that's the reason why neither other of that's, the other this candidates. This sounds like deja vu all over again for Georgia. Remember we went through this two years ago, yes. wasn't it? Yes. Yep. It, it has a familiar ring. Uh, we're also still waiting for a final uh, vote in uh, Wisconsin, uh, Ron Johnson. Uh, Republican that, incumbent. Republican incumbent there. And we're waiting for, as we were last night, Nevada and Arizona. But now, last time I looked, which is about an hour and a half ago or so, mm-hmm. in Nevada, it looked like Laxock, the Republican, is going to win there. Well, he, he is leading. He's leading forty at forty nine point nine percent. So, I I don't know if Nevada also has one of those automatic recounts or uh, whatever, well or runoff, runoff provisions. Um, in the in the the race itself, there are um, a number of independent candidates. Uh, none of these candidates got one point one percent. Barely Lindemann, point uh, seven. Uh, and I, I have no idea what these parties are. Well, go ahead and, and talk NPD. about it anyway. Yeah, Barry Rubin. <laughs> Barry Rubin. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm about to talk I about. I guess no what I'm about to talk about it anyway. Well, the IAP party, I have no idea what that is. That, that's a 0.5%. People and then the libertarian, Neil, Neil Scott. What's that? that? That's people who believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> that's that the part. Big, that's their political party. The Bigfoot party? Bigfoot party. Uh, no, so... So uh, in Arizona, we don't know. Um, what's yes, the uh, in Arizona. We've got sixty-nine uh, percent of the vote calculated. Mark Kelly is up. Uh, I would say about ninety thousand at this point over Blake Masters. But we still have a long way to go with regards. What to about the gubernatorial race there with Carrie Lake? About the same story. Although Carrie Lake, since I came in this morning about six thirty, Carrie Lake has started to move up more. And she's uh, she gave a speech last night, late last night, and she is fairly confident that she's still going to pull this off. But boy, she is upset with the election machines. What at, happened yesterday in Arizona? What we know at, at this hour, there's, and she said two minutes after the polls, Carrie Lake said this in her speech last night, two minutes after the polls closed in Arizona opened. yesterday. Opened, pardon me. Opened uh, yesterday in Arizona. Two minutes later, 
Voters were being told, gee, we're sorry, the machines, these machines in these particular areas are not working. And I've heard things like the, uh, the ballot comes back out, but there's not enough ink to tell how you voted. And in, in some cases, so they said, throw your ballot over here in this box and we'll look at it later. And at one well, that point, gives you a lot of confidence, doesn't it? I know. At one point, this was affecting like twenty percent, thirty percent of the machines, right? Mostly in Maricopa County. So she's upset about that, but she is uh, she's drawing very close uh, in. So that's going to again be maybe later today or tonight or tomorrow. We don't know. <laughs> in the next couple of days, yeah. Because it's only sixty nine percent counted. Yes. So. so and she and I'm looking here, and she looks like percentage wise, she's behind point point six percent. Mm-hmm. You know what? I talked about this on Sandy's show, and we mentioned this last night. Uh, I, I the, some of these states need to look at how they how they do this. Yeah, and, and change the Florida model. model. Yes, whatever Florida is doing. I'm talking about counting your votes statewide so that you can get an answer to who won or lost by midnight. That's all, that's what I'm saying. Right. Now, granted, last night was a blowout for DeSantis, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, so he could have been declared just when the polls closed. But but here's the deal. Uh, Florida, you don't wait. We had the hanging chads in 2000 or whenever right. it was. That's the last time I could, yeah, that was a uh, Gore v. Bush. You know, we all remember, most people remember that. But whatever they're doing down there, they do it right. This idea of waiting until, uh, like in, I think, Pennsylvania, waiting until the polls are closed to start counting the mail-in votes, I, I don't understand, and maybe there's a reasonable explanation for this. I, I'm, I'm willing to listen. Maybe they don't have the workers. I, I don't know. Why you can't count votes uh, seems like to me a bit much easier for everybody if you're tallying the votes as they come in daily. Why wait for them to pile up by the millions or thousands and try to count them in two or three days? That only raises people's suspicions of, you know what I'm saying, of of how this process is all working. And if Florida can do it, and they got 25 million people, I think, they're the third largest state in the country. If they can do it so efficiently, then why can't Pennsylvania and some of these other states? That's, that's Arizona. Pennsylvania seems to like delight in being absolutely worthless when it comes to how they run their elections. I mean, they, they, first of all, they had like, what is it, 1.4 million absentee, absentee ballots. I mean, to, to me, that's unconscionable. You can't tell me there's 1.4 million people. Like you said last night, there's not 1.4 million people that need an absentee ballot. And and you, you shouldn't have – this is my opinion, okay? So this is an opinion show. You shouldn't have voting going on for uh, 30 days before an election because people cannot make a wise choice if they're voting before debates. If they're If they're open. Minded, yes, right. That's true. If they're open-minded, now if you if you know you're going to vote for a Republican or a Democrat, even if it's a, an asparagus <laughs> uh, stalk, you know what I'm saying, right? Then go ahead and knock yourself out and vote early. But if you're a person who's uh, who's waiting to see right. what the candidates say, uh, 
that I don't understand why you go boat a uh, a month in advance because uh, it, the uh, Doctor Oz was shown showing up the last two weeks since the debate. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Fetterman, he was showing up two two points ahead. Yes. Sometimes two or three points ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, that may have been accurate, but you know what? All those people that voted before the primary, before the uh, debate, they already cast their vote. There's no change in it, even right. if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We're, we've entered a different era of of polling, and uh, in, in particular since the pandemic and, and all the the mail out that's done, uh, the early voting that's done. It's just hard to tell. Exactly. I will say a lot of the polls were exactly right last night, but it's just hard to tell exactly now which way things will go because you don't know about those early voting, when they're going to be counted, who they voted for, and all that. I don't like the people don't have landlines either. I anymore. don't like the I don't like the drop boxes. I, 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 listen, we used to have election day. Yes, yes, and you it's go just, to your polling precinct, and it's a snapshot in time. Yes, we don't. Have, if you have election season. Yes, I mean, just it's just strange. Uh, I guess I could say, but and nonetheless, that was a pickup in in uh, Pennsylvania because Toomey was a retiring Republican, right? And so the Democrats flipped that. Yes. Now the Republicans would need to flip somewhere else to keep the score. Georgia, Georgia. So they're Georgia. If Georgia goes to a runoff, that's what everybody's. That's what I'm hearing now. Mm-hmm. December, they would need Herschel Walker to win that. To offset the loss in Pennsylvania. Right. That is correct. So that's why uh, now we look to Nevada and we look to uh, Arizona. Those are key. Well, I'm going to say, you know, I'm generally right on these things. Uh, you get no argument from me. I'm going to say Laxalt wins in Nevada, the Republican. The, but I don't know, Arizona, probably Kelly, uh, the Democrat. If, if, that, if my scenario holds true... Then you would have a and Johnson, of course, wins in Wisconsin. Then you would have a net gain of one, right, for the Correct. Republicans. Mm-hmm. So it would become fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah. If uh, okay, so Republicans right now though are sitting at forty-eight. I'm just looking at okay, Fox count, News. Are, are they, are, so, have they counted Johnson? Okay. No. no. So Johnson. Okay. In, in Wisconsin. So that so the Republicans would need. All three. They need Herschel Walker in yeah. Georgia, Johnson in Wisconsin, Laxalt in Nevada. Yeah, I think Johnson's going to be declared. It's going to be. It's a narrow race. Yes. In, in Wisconsin, uh, Laxalt I think is going to win in Nevada, and then it will come down to uh, like it did two years ago. Come down. Can to you imagine the money that's going to? Because oh that'll word. be that'll be oh, about yeah. the control of the Senate. Yeah. Again. Again. Again, well, uh, I think last time it made it fifty. It, you know, we could be back at fifty-fifty or forty-nine, fifty-one. But that's that's what the that's what the left will say. Vote for Raphael Warnock, otherwise the Republicans will control the Senate. If yeah. you if Warnock holds in Georgia, then it's fifty-fifty, and we're back to Kamala Harris. Yeah. Any way you look at this, ladies and gentlemen, we are a fifty-fifty country. Yeah. I mean. That's kind of the lesson from last night that I'm that I'm. I think the lesson last night again. Again, from, yep. uh, we this happened in sixteen. This happened in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, and and now here we are again with a. It is a, a razor thin margin, and I I I'm not sure. How, I, once again, some of the polls were were way off. Some of the polling, real oh. clear politics, was predicting 
that the Republicans would pick up 31 seats in the House. In yeah. the House. Yeah. And they are only up, what, two or three? Mm-hmm. So some of the polling, so, so it, the last three elections, including midterms, uh, seem to demonstrate that we are in strange territory in terms of figuring out what our political landscape is. And, and pollsters yeah. can't figure it out. No one can. Also, who follows all the redistricting as a science? You know, we don't, unless you live in a state, you don't really keep up with what other states are doing, redistricting. Right. And the, oftentimes that, that swings uh, races one way or another. Yes. Yeah. So, but, but now still, even though it wasn't a red wave per se, uh, still it, it is expected that uh, the, when this is all said and done, the next 24 hours or whatever, that the Republicans will, even even by a tiny majority, take over the House of Representatives. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was looking at the Fox uh, ticker uh, in our in-studio feed, and they're saying that Republicans are at 200 yes. in terms of the House. They need another 18 wins. Yes. Pickups or holds or whatever. And Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, was very optimistic late last night saying there's no question they're going to take. If the Republicans hold what they have right now, you know, the victories haven't been declared. You know, there are districts in California. We're still waiting for House districts right. that the Republicans hold in several other states. Do y'all think so, that, do y'all think that, that, I want to talk about DeSantis in Florida in just a minute, but do y'all think we've come to the, we've reached a point almost now in our country where you're going to vote Republican or Democrat and there just aren't any independent voters left out there, maybe 10%. Pretty well, everybody's made up their mind which party they're going with. Uh, Seems I like don't know. it's me. It, there, it, it depends whether you go by what people self-declare. If they, if you go by what people self-declare, there is a pretty good chunk of independence. But all these races always come down to razor thin. So I, I don't know. That's why. That's why I was saying in terms of the last three elections. And pollsters not know nobody. The political parties don't know. I think the Democrats expected a red wave. Oh, they did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they were very. De- and here's here's. So the- I guess what I'm saying is, how wh- what were they looking at? So so that they expected to uh, expected to be beat in a red wave. They were looking at something. Republicans or other pollsters were looking at something, and none of that. None. They were all wrong. I I think a lot of people underestimated, and I'm going to use New York. As an example, the governor's race. Right. A lot of people thought that Zeldin would be super close and even beat the the uh, present Democrat governor Hochul. Didn't work out that way. And, and so, and and the big issue was crime in New York, and we talked about this, and and there were stories on it, and the polling of people said the uh, the economy and crime big issues. But you know, and and then we wake up this morning and Hochul won that handily yeah all right so uh, the question is why uh, some people are saying some of these analysts lots of monday morning quarterback going on today that conservatives underestimated the push by democrats to get out and vote to uh ensure the right for abortion that that in the polling that was way down as an issue like 10 percent but what they're saying is no, that was wrong. That pushed people out. 
to the polls. And also the continuous threat to democracy, threat to democracy, threat to democracy, which is where some analysts are coming in and saying Donald Trump was a negative force in many of the results that we saw last night that caused a move away from the Republican Party and energized Democrats. And one more thing, they say the Democrats outspent Republicans like you would not believe. I I, I saw this morning that the amount of money was record-breaking amount of money for this midterms. Over $2 billion. billion. They said it was more spent on this midterm election than the GDP of many of the countries in the world. I just know my e-box. My email box is happy this morning. Yes. Yes. Good night. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was tired of that. uh, We all got bombarded. Uh, Even yesterday, during the election day. Still time to vote, Tim. Yes. Still time to vote. You know, I appreciate people trying to reach out, but I mean, I'm getting emails from all kind of candidates that that I don't even know who they are. Uh, But anyway, listen, uh, uh, one other thing about – the, 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 uh, even though the Republicans may take over the House, and that's a big deal. That's yes. a big deal. Uh, and they may win the Senate 51-49 or maybe 50-50. Uh, not a lot's going to change in D.C. Uh, because we've already been a close uh, uh, division between Republicans and Democrats, uh, is at least on the legislative side. Uh, but now, back to what you were talking about, like, say, in New York, Fred, New York's always been blue for a long time and they'll continue to be blue. So it's really no shock that, uh, uh, what's her, what the governor, that she won, even though the polling was showing Zeldin was closing, he never really took over her for any substantial amount of time. Let me ask you guys this. And as, uh, I don't understand, help, help me understand big city politics in America, because that's, you know, we're coming down to city, big city versus rural America, too. You take uh, Illinois. You take Pennsylvania. You take Georgia now. Um, in a lot of places, it's 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 the urban areas, which are heavily Democrat, versus the more rural areas, which is— And, you know, and the suburbs. Which helps suburbs. Suburbs are kind of 50-50 yeah. sometimes, but trend probably more red than blue. But I want to ask you something. In the, especially in these northern cities, uh, are the unions still a big deal? Well, as far as I know, they are. I mean, especially when you're talking about government jobs. They're, they're, uh, yes, because they're all, they're all Democrats, right? Yes. So what I'm saying, you may have people in these big cities, they're not flaming liberals. Right. They may go to church. But when it comes down to it, they're still going to vote for the Democrats because the Democrats are, are – uh, in lockstep with the unions. Yes. Now, they don't carry as much sway as they used to, but I'm just saying that may explain why you go, Well, I think, how do they I win think so the, big? I think the exception cities? and the outlier of that, and I think that is right, it was 2016 because I think, I, 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 I don't know this for a fact. I'm just, because I don't know what the unions, I think a lot of unions did come out in favor of Trump, but a lot of union voters voted for Trump because he promised to bring manufacturing back, bring jobs back, which would appeal to union voters. But that was that's not normally in place. I'm just asking I'm just yeah, I'm sort of asking traditionally why 
union voters always go Democrat. Well, because the, the unions support the Democratic okay. Party. Okay, okay. That's in big city America, especially in the northern states. That's still a big deal, I think. I, I had relatives when I was growing up in New England. I had relatives who were union people. And it didn't matter what other issues you thought was important, they're going to vote with their union. That's what I'm with saying. I think that trumps, that trumps things. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard to – you go, are all these people just far left, whacked out? Right. No, no not, they're not. That's right. They may be basically conservative, but they're going to go with their union. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about the rock star of the night, Ron DeSantis, after this break. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net Hello folks, Tim Wildman here, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, we've got our 2023 Spiritual Heritage Tours planned, and all the information is available. They're in June and September, by the way, the tours are. And all the information is available at spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a great time seeing our nation's capital and George Washington's Mount Vernon, the National Archives, we're going to the uh, Arlington National Cemetery. So much we're doing in Washington, D.C., the Capitol Building. And we're also going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown uh, on one of our tours as well. So if that interests you, I know a lot of people plan their vacation time early, then go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Again, the tours are in June and September. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make the switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. Woke Disney World is no longer the happiest place on earth. The other day, theme park executives told a high school marching band they would not be allowed to march in a parade just minutes before showtime. Seems the folks who run Disney took offense at Venice High School's mascot, the Indians. School leaders were told to cover up the Native American logo on its musical instruments. Well, it seems to me if the mascot was such a problem, why extend an invitation in the first place? Disney says the student musicians were still allowed to hang out in their park, but they would not be able to march in the parade. Well, kudos to the school principal. He refused to bow down to Disney's demands. He said it was not right to force the school to change its name or to cover their identity. So, while the drumbeats of a culture war thunder across the nation, it's nice to know the Venice High School Indians march to the beat of a different drum. I'm Todd Starnes. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Matthew 19, 14. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Today's Issues program here on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano and Fred Jackson. Brent Creeley is our producer today. He's running the board, and we appreciate uh, our whole team last night, coverage of uh, election night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it got boring there for a right. while because no new results were coming in. We try to make it interesting, though. We tried to. We we did. We had, hey, we we have a great. We did have a gr- we have a great team here yeah. at American Family Radio, and our our thanks to all the Walker, hard work. Walker Wildman was on with us. Yeah, and, and the rest of the team. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, as we said, uh, we're waiting. We're going to have to wait a day or two at least, and maybe even till December to know who won the Senate. Uh, the Republicans or the Democrats. Whoever wins, it's going to be like 50-50, 51-49, a very narrow margin. Because we all know what Joe Manchin in West Virginia. And Cinema in Arizona, two Democrats that have been a thorn in the side to their own party. So right. even though you may win, uh, you always got the Romneys. Yep. Uh, you know, you you got the Murkowski. Did Murkowski win in Arizona and in Alaska, or did she? There leave? it is right there, not undecided so far. Okay, well, the the lady challenging her, is that a conservative Republican? And uh, she's the establishment? Uh, a Murkowski? I think you're right on okay, that. Okay, I think yeah. that's And they have a, that weird thing in Alaska. Yeah, about four or five people in the running, including, yeah, including Sarah Palin. Yes, isn't she still in it? Not in the sen- not in the Senate race. Okay, it's a congressional it's a House race. House race. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the um, I guess one of the biggest stories last night was the fact that uh, Governor Ron DeSantis won by seventeen points. Yeah. Over the Democrat in Florida, and ha- he has established that state. I wouldn't say he alone necessarily, although he he's more than anybody else has established Florida as a solidly red state now. Yes. And that's, uh, as I said last night, if you put Ohio and Florida on the red state map, that kind of offsets on a, I'm talking about it for a national election here now, mm. okay, a national election, a presidential election that kind of helps, helps some degree offset the, uh, not all together. Well, let me just say this. If you can put states in a category where you know which way they're going before the voting even starts, uh-huh. California is going communist <laughs> before the before the voting even starts. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm I'm they're going deep blue. I yes. a little bit of a joke there. Uh-huh. They're going deep blue. Uh, except for Orange County and maybe parts of San Diego and northern and some of Central and Northern California, but the big cities. Mm-hmm. You know New York's going blue, and you know Illinois is going blue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got those three big states. Those are top. Those are all top ten states population wise. California being the largest, they get all the electoral college votes. Uh, uh, in the past, you know Florida and Ohio have been up in play. Yes. They could go either way, uh-huh. but now, you know, J.D. Vance won in Ohio. Uh, DeWine won again, re-election in Ohio's governor. So I think you can safely say Ohio's a red state now. Yes. Trump won in Ohio uh-huh. pretty big. Uh-huh. So you got Ohio, Florida, and uh-huh. Texas uh-huh. in the red camp. Yeah. So 
And DeSantis turned Miami-Dade uh, red last night. Uh, How did that happen? That's a well, deep blue county, right? It's, I don't think it's, it's – has it ever voted Republican? No, and a lot of people are attributing uh, DeSantis winning the hearts of the Latino vote in that county, which is heavily Latino. And also just uh, Biden's attitude towards Cuba and Cubans uh, because those Latinos, a lot of them have Cuban – Heritage, yes. So, in in any event, uh, it was. And DeSantis is just doing a bang up job. He yes, is. He is. And uh, last night, uh, he he deserved to take a victory lap, and he did. Cut number seven, Brent. After four years, the people have delivered their verdict. Freedom is here to stay. Two more years? Is that what they're saying? Like in run for president? Is that what they're saying? I heard that. That's funny. They're saying two more years. Two more years. (laughs) And I'll tell you, there's just a lot of discussion this morning that is, and I know there's lots of different opinions on this out there, but Donald Trump's star got a little faded last night. The Santa star got brighter uh there are people on and and these are conservatives are saying that trump is becoming somewhat of a liability on the national stage because he is the target of the and it's not i'm saying i'm not saying this is fair the target and he opens his mouth too much yes both yes both yes whereas desantis you know you heard a little bit of the speech uh freedom reigns in florida he took away the COVID restrictions so quickly. He took on Disney. He supports parents' rights when it comes to their kids in schools. He kept Florida open during the pandemic. Yes. As much as he could. He yes. used common sense. And and then his performance in the wake of Hurricane Ian and yes. how he brought, he brought that state back within a matter of weeks. Yeah. It's phenomenal, the job he's done there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So... Former President Trump has said he will announce he's running for president. When? Well, he's got a big announcement on November Tuesday. 15th. I wonder what Tuesday. that'll be. Tuesday. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of suspense in the air there, isn't there? Mm. Huh? You talking about next Tuesday? Yes. He's going to A week after election day. He's going to announce that he's running for president, isn't he? That, oh, I think I think that's what that's his well, big announcement. Why would you announcement. have an announcement to say I'm not? <laughs> right. Yeah. You think right. President Trump would have a po- Big no. to do to say I'm not running for president. <laughs> no, he's going to announce. He's no, running for it's president. clear he's going to run because he's already started. He called DeSantis a name. He's already in campaign mode. He's he's holding rallies, and the only reason he didn't announce. I don't like what's about to happen. No. As a Repub- as somebody who votes Republican almost always, and a conservative, I don't like. I don't like what's about to happen, and that we all know what's about to happen. Yeah. Um. President Trump, okay, I feel like if I share my true feelings <laughs> that I'm going to get blasted by a lot of our listeners. So I'd like to be able to share in this safe house, <laughs> this safe meeting. This is a safe without place. Being, without being judged. This is a safe place. Okay. Nobody's going to judge you for what you're okay. about to say. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just can, kidding. Can I, Everybody's going to judge I, you. All right. Go ahead. I'm speaking on behalf of Tim Wildman. Right. Private citizen. That's all. Yeah. Observer. My, my wife may not even agree with me on this, okay? And that's fine. She'll she'll learn. But uh, no. Okay. No, I need to reverse that one right there because <laughs> I got to go lunch with her. And uh, no, she's a sweet, but she has good political instincts. Yes, and she 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 thought President Trump was railroaded, and she she was a big supporter, right, of President Trump. And so and this is just your opinion. This is me, Cage. Uh, but but I did talk to her the other night. We were talking. She said I don't like him going after DeSantis. That's that's bad. That's a strike against him. Talking about Trump. All right. So since we're talking about this, and it's not going to leave this room, <laughs> I, t- I promise you, I won't tell a soul. What you're I'm about only going to say. say what a lot of people are thinking. Yes. If President Trump wants to run again, okay, I don't think he can win nationally. Now, some people may say, well, you're wrong. Well, that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm, we can be friends. I don't think he can win. He's got too much baggage. He's too volatile. And he turns off a lot of um, people with his behavior. And you may say, well, what does that matter? Look at his policies. I agree with you for the most part. But I'm just telling you. There are, yeah, if it comes down to Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I'm voting for Trump every day of the week. I don't care how many mean tweets he sends out. Right. But I'm just telling you that uh, there are a a lot of people in this country, and the Trump campaign may not want to hear this, and that's fine. There's a lot of people that aren't going to vote for him Uh for the reasons I just mentioned, and we all know what I'm talking about. Yes. Now, if he wants to run, fine. It's a free country. And the man did do so much wonderful, so many wonderful things as president of the United States. I, I applaud that. But you know what? That doesn't give you a free pass forever to do whatever you want. If he starts going after Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, he's going to lose that one. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Because people are going to say, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted with it. You don't start calling the most popular conservative governor of America Ron DeSantis, or whatever he called him the other night, and people are going to laugh about it. This is a serious time in our country. We don't have time for third-grade name-calling against the people that are championing freedom like Governor Ron DeSantis, okay? What Trump should say if he's going to get mature about this thing, and again, I hope he doesn't start calling DeSantis names and doing his – He's playing like the Godfather the other day, saying, uh, you know, like bad things. Bad things. I know ha- things. I know things. What does that mean? Yeah. That yeah. kind of threat. That's just, well, I'm just saying that there are a lot of people ready to flip over from Trump to DeSantis. Yes. Because for the very reasons I've talked about right here and right now. And if Trump doesn't see that, if he doesn't hold back and get a little bit more disciplined, uh, he may have already crossed that threshold. But I'm just saying there, there are. There are there are a lot of people out there, and there's a lot of people with money, who fund Republican campaigns, who are saying uh, Trump can't win, yeah. and we want DeSantis because you get all of the things that Trump stands for, with except you get a more disciplined 
disciplined candidate mm-hmm. who isn't going to shoot himself in the foot every fourth day. Yeah. So there I've said my piece. If people want to slam me and say MAGA is the only right. thing that can and then go for it. But mm-hmm. I think I'm only voicing what you're talking about at the kitchen table and at church with a lot of people who feel the same way I just uh, well, I just what, laid out. What you just said <clears throat> is now being talked about openly and was this morning on on Fox. I, that was my original thought though, Fred. Yeah, that was that was your <laughs> so, so you're saying other people are saying this out loud? Other people other people I I want you to listen to a clip Joe Conch is one of their uh commentators on Fox. I'm not sure if he is he a Republican? I would say so. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure he comes right out and, and as forthright as you just did, Tim. But listen to what he had to say about Republicans needing to move to a new team. Uh, cut number eight. Every analysis we saw, even from Democratic pundits, said this thing was going to be a blowout. So perhaps the motivation went away. Two things I wouldn't want to be this morning. Any pollster on the planet and any guy that created a company that said Red Wave 22, right? right? Uh, this wasn't even a uh, red wave. It's not even a red little ripple in a pond. And when you look at the conditions on the ground and everything that Kevin just described, inflation and crime and the border, opioid overdoses, education, everything lined up for Republicans, yet you see them underperforming the way they did. The big story last night, Todd, is what happened in Florida. And Ron DeSantis blowing out Charlie Crist, Marco Rubio cruising to victory, and then what happened in Georgia? Brian Kemp, the governor, easily beating Stacey Abrams. What do Kemp and DeSantis have in common? They both didn't rely in any capacity on Donald Trump to bring their victories home. And now you have to wonder, who really is the leader of the Republican Party right now? Is it the former president, or is it maybe DeSantis, Kemp, Youngkin, the new younger blood. We'll have to see. All right. So I, I, now I'm going to share my heart. <laughs> Ed, share your heart. I'm share my this heart. Is a safe place. I, I agree with everything you said. Okay. Me? I'm, or yes. Fred? I'm not, uh, well, I, I'm not sure Fred Fred can speak okay. his opinion, but what you said uh, about f- former President Trump. I want to add, I want to add one other thing and then toss in a couple of observations of my own. From as a pastor who's watched people and interacted with people for 40 years, okay, I would also add to everything you said that Donald Trump also drives Democratic turnout. So he's going to drive away, I think, I think he will drive away independents and he will drive Democrats to the poll, to the polls if he gets the nomination. So let me let me just make what I was talking about as a pastor. As a, as a pastor, my my observation about people is that the only one that can change people's personalities is Jesus. Donald Trump is what he is because of his past. We've always called him a street fighter from New York. He's not going to change. He will go after Ron DeSantis because he perceives accurately that Ron DeSantis is a legitimate threat to his desire to get revenge over all the people. I, I'm not saying I blame Donald Trump. A lot of people did him wrong for four years. He wants vengeance. I understand that impulse. Anybody who gets in his way is an enemy, including Republicans, because his personality, Donald Trump's personality, is as much 
this is about me as it is this is about the country. I, I think he truly he's truly a patriot. He truly wants to make America great again. But it is also about Donald Trump visiting justice upon those who have done him wrong. He will go after Ron DeSantis and anybody else who dares to run. And what I'm saying is people do not change unless Jesus changes them. He is what he is. He is going to do what he's going to do, and he's going to do what he's always done. And he will tear. He will, if if unless Jesus gets a hold of Donald Trump, he will tear the Republican Party uh, apart. He'll fracture it. Um, I will also say this. I think Ron DeSantis, if he waits to announce, which is what you said. Yeah, he's, DeSantis would not announce a run for president anytime soon. Right. I've talked to people who know him. And if he, if in fact he decides to run, which it will be sometime in the middle of next year, it's not, it's not. In he's the not. Spring. He, listen, he just got reelected to be governor of Florida. He's not going to come out next week and say, "Hey, I'm running right. for president." Right. So, so he may indeed run for president, but he's not going to. He's going to get down the road some. Go ahead. I, 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 I think, I think Ron DeSantis could beat Donald Trump in the primaries. I will also say this, my last comment, then, Fred, you can toss in your two cents. Um, the American people are tired of, now they're dug in, absolutely dug into their positions, but they are tired of the way Washington is showing ineptitude. They're not solving problems because everyone's dug in. What Ron DeSantis has shown me in Florida, if he will keep his cool, in his primary, should he run against Donald Trump, he could be the kind of president who could get a lot of things done. He would just be a guy who fixes things. I, I call it Reagan-esque. Yes. Yes. And I think I think the American people want someone like that running. If he can keep his cool and show himself to be presidential, I think he could win the Republican nomination, and I think he could win in 2024. I do not think... Trump can win in 2024. I know it's going to anger a lot of people. I, but I just, you mean a lot of people listening who are Trump fans who are Trump fans. And I've been, a, we've been Trump fans yes. in many respects, but we're just, we're, we're, we're giving a, a objective political analysis here. Right. And, and I think you're absolutely right. You, you don't think you think he turns so many independents off that he can't get. Yes. When I say people don't change, I mean, Donald Trump can't change on his own and the people who are turned off by him, they can't change either. He scares a lot of people, even angers people, a lot of and people. angers a lot of people, and they are not going to change their minds about Donald Trump. If if people aren't going to change their minds about Kathy Hochul, they're not going to change their minds about Donald Trump. Yeah, I I just think you know, and when we look at the arguments being made by the Democrats in this past campaign, threat to democracy, that was aimed at Donald Trump. It it, it was so Democrats want the country to look back to Donald Trump, the whole January 6th commission. And I'm not giving that any credibility, but you bring somebody like Ron DeSantis in, uh, who is this new face. He has succeeded his opening up that state, getting rid of the COVID restrictions. America is ready for that. If you look at the resistance to the new boosters as an example. America's ready to put COVID behind them. 
So you have DeSantis who led the charge on that. DeSantis is all in, too, on parental rights. Huge success. He took on Disney in, in Florida, and he's won. And then you look, we talked about Miami-Dade, deep blue county in Florida. He switches it to Republican. How does he do that? He has, a, I, I believe he has a, re, a, a, a message that is resonating right now with where the American people would want to be as a whole. I also think he has youth. Yeah. He's a dad. He's got mid forties, right? Three kids. I think they're five, three, and two. He's got a beautiful wife. She's just gone through fighting cancer. She is a hero in that state. I think the country is a veteran too. Yeah. The country is ready. I'll put it this way for a Ron DeSantis. Yeah. I think he would bring the country together. He's, he's 44. So he had a birthday in September. Uh, listen, I, I think, uh, I think that Donald Trump, like you said, did great things in 2016 in laying the groundwork for us to have some hope about the direction of this country with what he did with the judiciary and the Supreme Court especially. He he pointed the way for another conservative Republican in terms of relationship with Israel and energy independence, all those kinds of things. I also think Ron DeSantis is a, an administrator and an executive who could uh, who who could uh, make big changes in D.C. I hope he breaks up uh, D.C. and sends these departments to different parts of the country. There's all kinds of things he could do, and I think he would not have the baggage that Donald Trump has. And I know that's unfair for a lot of our listeners who still love Donald Trump. He was mis he was mistreated. He was lied about constantly. He was betrayed. He was backstabbed by the deep state, even on the Republican side. I mean, he was brutalized for four years. I don't blame him for being angry and wanting payback. But this country is split down the middle, and I think difficult times are coming. And a volatile personality in the White House is not going to help matters. I mean, we we're we're staring. We could we could be in a depression mm-hmm. in two years. We could have multiple world wars. There's no telling. And we, I don't think a volatile personality in the White House is what we need. I think we need someone like a Ron DeSantis who is calm, who knows how to get things done, and has conservative principles. Oh, also, I'll say something that we've talked about not on the show. Ron DeSantis is a sure enough evangelical Christian. Donald Trump loves the evangelicals. I hope he gives his heart to Jesus. He needs to, like we all do, okay, Who's, and people who aren't saved. But we know Ron DeSantis is with us. I'm not sure Donald Trump is with us, for example, on the issue of homosexuality. I'm, I'm not sure what Donald Trump believes about that. Yeah. Here, here's what I would say, though, is that if if Donald Trump announces, then then – he shouldn't act like you need that that everybody needs to bow down kiss his ring and clear the field mm. this is america and and you work for people's votes yes and if ron DeSantis or nikki haley or tim scott uh or christy gnome or 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 
Mike Pompeo, they want to run for president, then what Donald Trump should say, he needs to be confident enough in right. his own uh, influence to say this. Uh, I welcome any challengers for the Republican nomination because I want to work hard to show that I'm the right person for the, for, for, for the job Absolutely. Uh, in 2024 and we can defeat the Democrats. So uh, uh, I look forward to debating them in the future on the issues and may the best man or woman win. Next question. Yes. You say that, then you, you then you'll maintain your, a uh, lot of your influence. But, but he's not going to say that. When I say that's he, why I said I'm not looking. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to about what's about to happen. Yeah, when I, when I say he people can't change, right? He can't. The leopard can't change its spots. The very thing that made him able to survive four years as president with all that mistreatment is the very thing that's going to make him immediately attack his fellow Republicans. It'd be different if we were following up his term and he was running for reelection. That might, that might be an argument he could make. He said, listen, you, I'm the president. I'm the standard bearer. The rest of you need to get behind me as I am going that's, for re-election. That's a different scenario. Yeah. But he's, he's been out of office. He will have been out of office for four years. He has his, everybody else has as much right to run for that spot as he does. Right. But if he acts like, no, they don't, I'm just telling you, I, think, I know he's got a hardcore support base. I would right. agree with that. But I'm just telling you that there are a lot of people who supported President Trump who are ready to switch to somebody else that has more discipline yeah. and who has a better chance to win. And all they need is if he starts personalizing attacks on some of these other people, uh, especially somebody like Governor DeSantis, he's going to lose he he may, he may have he may have a lot of yes men around him telling him go for it call him call him names but I'm telling you they're wrong yeah and uh, we'll be back in five minutes. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.